0: hearts are yours right now. I pray that every heart here, right, now feels your presence in this place. If they don't right now, that you would just make yourself known to them. They would be able to see you with clear eyes, with a clear heart. As we continue to praise you, as we continue to worship you. the mystery of our I pray that we would always see your beauty. We you may not always understand it.
1: So I hope uh, and, and I pray that you had uh, an incredible Thanksgiving. I, I do. Um, one one of the things that we try to think about when 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 we say, "Okay, well, who is Merge and what does Merge do?" is is we kind of think in three differing lanes. Uh, we we want to show love. We want to seek adventure. And we want to build community, and and those aren't just taglines so that uh, that so that we can look more professional or more grown up. Like these are really the lanes of thinking that we have that that every extension we have as a church. says, how does that help us show love? How does that help us seek adventure? And how does that help us build community? And and strangely enough, last week. Uh, Dane, uh, I don't know if you've met Dane, he seems pretty cool, he's pretty new, uh, but, but he came up and he's like, hey, I, I get showing love, like, like churches are supposed to be loving, right? And then I, I get building community because that's essentially what a church is, you know, it's these these differing uh, pockets of people coming together and, and a church is a community that that will simply... Uh, come together and say, okay, we're we're here for one reason and one reason alone, and it's still high in the name of Jesus. But he said, but he said, explain to me this seeking adventure part, and and I I loved his question because it's a good reminder. I've been thinking about it frequently this week of of of, of how easy it is to say something and yet do we do those things? And and I explained to him, I said, you know, uh, it's easy for us to go on adventures like we can get on a road trip somebody can buy a motorcycle someone can build a ramp and go on their bicycle and say this is an adventure you can when i was a kid uh we had these these fields behind our neighborhood and we would call them the canyons and and you know we would go out and i don't know if you've ever done this but you you load up your backpack just in case you get lost so you could ration your um, saltine crackers uh in your one little jar of water uh, but but we can go on adventures and, and we can go on a vacation and that could turn out to be worth telling stories about. But but when we say going on adventures, we're very dedicated to the type of adventures we go on when it comes to merch. Our desire is to go on God-sized adventures. and And now... Uh, when I say that, what, what I mean is these adventures that, that in and of yourself you would not be able to accomplish. Like it's, it's not much to be able to say, oh yeah, we did that. But to say, okay, I'm listening for the voice of God. And I'm listening for Him to say, go. And then I want to go from just hearing that to doing that. And I want to be on whatever you want to call it. The outskirts, or the frontier, or off the cliff. I want to be out there because it's where God does his most magnificent work. And we we kind of get this when we read our Bibles. and, And I think one of the most incredible ones is when God speaks to Moses through the burning bush... And he says, hey Moses, I know you've been kind of living this life out here in the desert, but I, I wanna, I'm i commissioning you to lead people out of slavery in Egypt. I want you to bring, I've heard the cries of my children, and I want you to bring them home. And of course Moses has all these excuses for why he shouldn't do that, why he can't do that, why he's not equipped to do that and God all along just says hey, amen all I need you to do is take this first step so I mentioned that because something happened on on Tuesday that just it lit me up we have we have a merger and we we, have, we had been talking about this for a couple of weeks we had a merger uh named named Michelle McAdee um uh, if you don't know her you should get to know her um she, she heard God speak to her. And really all he said was, hey, I want you to feed some people this Thanksgiving break. And so Michelle heard that and then she said, hey, um, I feel like God's telling me to do this. And so she started to organize it. And then she did what we what we hope to be as a church. We We want to be the companion for your adventures of the God's size. That's what we want to be. We believe every good adventure has a great companion. Like think of every story that you, you hear, right? There's always, it's never a solo adventure. So we don't have a lot of sign-up sheets around here. Uh, we don't have a lot of um, extensions of, of ministry around here because really what we want is you to hear God speak to you and then you be brave enough to go on God-sized adventures and then the church just wants to come alongside you and say, how can we battle with you? How can we pray with you? How can we equip you? And so, so here's what we found ourselves these last couple of weeks. Mac hears, hears God say, hey, I want you to feed some people. And she says, okay. And so she reaches out and she says, hey, would y'all like to be part of this? And we said, absolutely. And really all that means is for me to tell you, hey, one of our mergers is going to do this. So on Tuesday, we gathered. And I I love, if you weren't here, it's difficult for me to paint the scene, especially when we're just talking about feeding chili to people. Because what I what I got to see is my friend hear the voice of God and say, I'm gonna I'm to Yes. Yes, Lord. Now what? And then I saw the people of so many people emerge over the last couple of weeks, check in and say, Hey Brandon, um, I wanna be part of that and I'm like, Great he, I'm going to connect you via email to Mac. Now now that's all I'm doing. And I was amazed. I really was. And I was so proud. I was so, so very proud to see so many of us gather around and support her adventure of the God's size. I was so proud to see so many ladies and, and so many kids and so many men Roll out tables and serve food. And then more importantly, watch you guys sit with people you don't know. And you weren't handing out, you know, tracks and you weren't you weren't telling them, Hey, you should be here on Sunday. This is a merge sponsored event, because it wasn't. It was just Max Adventure of the God size. And they gotta watch. So many of you sit with people you didn't know before they came in and use your gift of hospitality. I got to watch you love them with the love of Christ. And for the past few days, that's been it's been on my heart. It's been my my one of my greatest reasons for having Thanksgiving in this season. And now here's here's what I know. That doesn't happen without Jesus being in the hearts of people. It doesn't. But one of the jokes that Mac always will tell me is, Man, before Jesus she was not a very likable person. And I think that's the case with a lot of us. That apart from Jesus, we would be a people. Well, really, it's just ugly. So, there's this passage in, in Colossians chapter 3. And we're going to get to communion at some point. Everybody sit tight. I know you're hungry. And it's like, man, you brought bread. I'm starving for a sandwich right now. There's this passage out of, out of Colossians 3. And, and I was tempted just to give you one verse, but that's really not our style here. I want to give you the context that leads us to this command of thanksgiving. And really, this command of thanksgiving being because of what Jesus has done in our lives. It starts with this. What a great call here. If then... You've been raised with Christ. Seek the things that are above where Christ is. Seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. And isn't it easy? Isn't it easy in this day and age, and really, to be honest with you, in every day and age, to set our minds on the things of this earth. And Paul is commissioning us He's drawing us, he's wooing us, he's encouraging us to say, "Hey, your mind can go one of two places on earth or in heaven, so put it on heaven." And you put it on heaven because that's where Jesus is, our great hope, the anthem of our lives. then he reminds us something important. If, you, if we are found in Christ, he says this, "For you have died and your life. Is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear. You will also uh, will appear with Him in glory. And so He gives us something to do. He says, "Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you: sexual morality, impurity, passion, evil desire, covetousness." which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these, you too once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away. And then he just keeps describing anger, wrath, malice, slander, obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on... The new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator, Jesus. Then he reminds us, here there is not Greek and Jews, circumcised, uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all in all. Then he, so he's told us to take some things away But we're not left naked because that would make us feel very uncomfortable, right? That would make us feel very vulnerable. So he's going to tell us to put something on. And he does this because this is our charge. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved. Okay? So so being God's chosen one in Jesus means we are set apart and we are loved by our creator. It says put on then compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness and patience. So on Tuesday I got to see that. It's not it's not all the time that we get to see that but, but on Tuesday I got to see that and that brought me to this place of worship and praise and thanksgiving to God because he's the one who makes that possible because again apart from Jesus we might be able to mask our evil desires but we really it's difficult it says bear with one another and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. I don't know who that's for today. But it's for someone in here. That we would bear with one another. Why, why do we bear with one another? Because we are very easily drawn to failing one another. A lot of us are growing. I mean, your brain might physically have developed, but you're still an idiot most of the time. So there are times that you fell. As men, there are times we fell our wives. There are times we fell our children. As women, we we fell our husbands. We fell our children. As children, we fell our parents. We fell our siblings. We fell our friends. So we bear with one another. If one has a complaint against another, we forgive each other as the Lord has forgiven you. Okay? We talk about this frequently that we don't forgive based on the transaction of our relationships. We give because Jesus has forgiven us and now we're compelled. Then he says this in verse 14 And above all these things, put on love which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And now pay attention to where he takes us, okay? So we put on love because it binds us. This is why we can say, I love my church, because I love Jesus. And even though we are flawed and we are broken, and even though we are being put together and reassembled, and for some of us, we are given new hearts. This love binds us. And he says, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body. And then it seems like a throwaway line, but it's it's not because it's going to be a theme here. Paul says, and be thankful. It says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Then he says this, And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Here's the thing, it's not hard to make chili. It's it's not hard to drive to this space and set out tables. It's not. It really isn't. But it is difficult to love people with the love of Christ. Christ. It is difficult to bear with one another when we don't believe they're worth bearing with. And at times it's difficult to give thanks to God because it's easy to get our eyes off the things of heaven and place them on the things of earth. So here's what we do today. We come back And we center our hearts around what God has done for us through Jesus. That's that's the full extension of communion. It's a reminder that when we were unlovable, God loved us in Jesus. It's a reminder that apart from Jesus, we can't be made right with our Heavenly Father. That that the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is is eternal life through Jesus so if, if you're not in Christ this is just bread and juice and there's really no significance to it but if you are in Christ what this becomes is a symbol of remembrance that you were bought with a price that you are not your own that you are being made into the image of King Jesus. So, the way this will work is, is pretty simple. I can't remember. We, we, we're going to. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Chris told me this earlier and I forgot it. We're going to invite you to come on up. Uh, we have two stations. Um, it would probably be best if this side sticks to this side and this side six to this side so there's no west side story thing going on right this is no man's land we encourage you to come line up uh, grab your elements go back to your seat then we're going to sing a song that we believe centers our hearts around communion and then we'll partake together okay so grab your elements go back to your seat hold on to them and we'll partake Together, guess I guess I was done talking, and like people just started getting up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, where's Haley when well, we need her? I was gonna pray us out, but that's cool, good. Good. whatever. <coughs> all that time, Mark. All that time. So the scene of communion comes to us from uh, the upper room where Jesus is having his last supper with his disciples. I'd encourage you this week, spend some time in Uh, My favorite gospel is John because I think we get the most complete scene of this conversation that Jesus is having with them because he's telling them, hey, your life's about to change in dramatic ways and and they don't even know. They don't even know what they don't know. But in this conversation, Jesus will promise them things like, if you abide in me, you're going to be all right. He's going to promise them the Holy Spirit that will come as a counselor to remind them of the things that Jesus has taught them. He, he will look at them and he says, he will tell them, hey, it, you, what you need is peace and I am going to be your peace. But during the meal, he stops and, and he takes some bread and he breaks it. And again, these things don't make sense to the disciples at the time, but but he breaks the bread and he says, this is my body which is to be broken for you. So he tells him to take and eat and do in remembrance. And what we remember is that for the cost that our sins brought required a sacrifice. And that sacrifice is placed... On Christ Jesus. That he willingly lays down his life for us. So what we do today is we stop and we remember. Father, we thank you for Jesus' willingness to be the body that was broken for us. We stop and we remember you may partake of the bread. The next thing Jesus does is he takes some wine and he says, Hey, drink. This is, this is my blood. Which sounds like a very strange thing for someone to say. But without the spilling of blood, there is no remission of sin. The Bible will tell us as we read it that the significance of the spilling of the blood when it comes to Jesus is that it washes us whiter than snow. So that when you are a new creation in Jesus, you are exactly that. You're new. You're cleansed. And you say, well, Brandon, you don't know me. I got a story, and we all do. But what does it say about our, our audacity when we say Jesus can forgive all those other sins, but mine's the biggest of them all? So he says, this is my body, this is my blood that's being poured out for you. And because of that, we are set free. Jesus confirms, he says, says, when the sun has set you free, you're free indeed. He says, says, my power and my love overcomes every obstacle, it invades every corner and crevice of the darkness. So when you are set free, you can live freely. And if only we would get that. If only we would. But for this moment, we stop, we remember, and we say thank you. Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus that washes us. And I pray if there's someone here that does not understand that, that today would be their day of awakening. Today would be the day that they come find me or come find one of our prayer people on the side of the room, that today would be their day. And for those of us who are in Christ, I pray we would be able to celebrate the freedom we have in Jesus. We stop and we say thank you. You may partake.